you're a police officer or currently working in law enforcement and you're considering your career, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Andy Labrum. Welcome to the Blue Light Leavers podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the Blue Light Leavers podcast. Now, what I wanted to do was give you a bit of an insight into the type of calls that we do uh, within the Academy from Blue Light Leavers. Now, the Academy, as some of you will know, is a paid subscription, but it's a no tie-in, really low fee monthly membership. And we have loads of uh, guest speakers, including lots of cops that have moved into um, into new roles. And we talk about how they've gone about doing it. We also have conversations with LinkedIn experts and uh, subject matter experts from, from different organizations, recruiters and all sorts. And, and I really wanted to give you just an insight into the type of calls that we do that are live Q&A type sessions within the Academy. So this is a bit different to the usual podcast. Now, uh, Laura is a former police officer, left policing, uh, to, and she's now actually working with with you, with me. She's another success story that we've got uh, through uh, our uh, collaboration with with you, with me, who some of you may know are a um, an organisation that were previously only open to uh, to military leavers, but they're now open to blue light leavers as well. And they offer you a complete career path into the tech industry, and that includes placements as well. So they offer free training and free placements within organisations. And this was an opportunity for academy members to join the call and to listen to Laura's story, and then an opportunity to ask her some questions at the end, which you'll hear. So I really hope you enjoy this. And like I said, I just want to give you a bit of a taster as to the type of calls and the type of um, things that we do within the academy that are very different from the normal Blue Light Leavers group and, uh, and obviously what you get on the podcast as well. Now, within this episode, we talk about um, what she was doing at the time in her career in the police, and we talk about why she left and um, how she felt about leaving as well. And we talk about her experience of the training and the type of training that she did with With You, With Me, and uh, her last day in the police service. And we talk about the new environment. And uh, so she's off. Uh, she's asked a couple of questions from uh, from members at the end as well. So I really hope you enjoy this. And uh, like I say, if you want to join us in the Academy, then you can just go to bluelightleavers.com. Uh, click on work with me and then you'll see the academy drop down from that point there. But um, it really is an amazing tool. We've had so many success stories through the academy and uh, I'm, I'm really proud of what we're doing there. So hopefully we'll see you there. Let's go over to Laura now. now just before we head over to the interview, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the brilliant Motorsource Group, who like Blue Light Leavers are very proud sponsors of the Emergency Services Football League. Now, I've met CEO Steve Thornton a number of times now, and I've also interviewed him for the podcast. And I've also met the team, and I've been up to their head office. And they're just a really lovely bunch of people who are genuinely doing the right thing and doing their bit to say thanks. Now, Motorsource Group offer genuine new car discounts to serving and retired emergency services personnel, including police, NHS, fire and rescue, and prison service. They're completely independent, offering a full range of makes and models, and are rated excellent by their customers on Trustpilot. They also work closely with the Police Federation and with NARPO, and they deliver direct to your door. I promise you, you will make savings. Now, to find out more, go to bluelightleavers.com forward slash partners. That's bluelightleavers.com forward slash partners. Hi, Laura. It is fantastic that you agreed to uh, to come on the uh, Academy tonight and talk live uh, to the Academy members as well. So I'm so grateful to you. Thank you so much for doing that. You're very welcome. So... It's been quite an exciting year for you, hasn't it? I think there's been quite a lot going on. So uh, yeah. <laughs> it'd be really good to um, understand. In fact, first thing, if you want to tell us what your current job title is, that'd be great. Okay. So my current job title is Senior Cybersecurity Consultant. Um, that's working for Leonardo. Um, for at the minute, is a contractual basis, three with you, with me. 
Amazing. Thank you for that. So can you, without naming the force, the organization that you're in, can you can you tell us about your policing background as well? Yeah, so I um I should have been coming up to my 20th year um in July. So I left just shy of uh having 20 years in the place. Um, having coming from rural Northern Ireland as a as a 20-year-old, wow. <laughs> just turned 20. Um so started off um in Met, which I'm quite happy to to say. Um and then moved slightly west, slightly rurally, um, and then sort of saw out the rest of my time time there. So I've I had a quite a varied career um in the police. Um had always stayed as a PC um until doing my exam in March last year. And um so what type of roles were you in or what were you doing in the job? Uh, so kind of working backwards. So my last role was neighbourhood police constable um, for a rural patch, uh, including quite a nice town. Uh, prior to prior that, that, I was, um, so I was uh, on traffic um, for, not for very long. It was something that I'd always wanted to do. Um, but I was doing a 60 mile round commute and finishing, if you were lucky, you got finished on time at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, with a young family, it just it just wasn't working. So I had to make that really, really tough call to, to leave traffic. As I said, it was the job that I would always wanted to do. Um, and uh, yeah, so so luckily I had managed to then bag the, the job in neighbourhood policing um so yeah it's it's been quite sort of dipped in and out of tp um what's just, tp just, for some some people who might so uh, so, t- so response territorial yeah. policing yep so yeah it's, it's been a <laughs> it, it was great I, lo- I, I love being in the police yeah yeah to a point and we'll come on to that in a second yeah <laughs> yeah so the um so you were saying that um you took the sergeant's exam and you passed and uh, do you want to just sort of talk us through that process? And also, um, um, you know, that, I guess, you know, you were telling me on the phone earlier, that was sort of the point where you started to think, actually, this might not be right for me. What was what was that? So I, so yeah, as I alluded to, sat my sergeant's exam 2022, first time I'd ever done it. And I've got a bit of a determined streak sometimes. And uh, so I was like, right, this is the right time to do it. And threw myself into it, six months of study by myself. And um, and the the thing for me was paying for all of the books, paying for um, access to sort of the online exams. Um, The only day that I, as I said to you on the phone, that I didn't have um, studying was Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I, you know, I really, really threw into, threw myself into. I was really, really passionate that I had come to that point that through a lack of confidence, I think that I was like, okay, well, I know enough <laughs> through, you know, 18 years of policing that, that I have the confidence to, to actually take command. Not that I wasn't used to having been on traffic, you know, I'm quite happy to go and in, go into a situation and take control. but. Um, I think for me, it was that I'd hit that point where I was like, right, okay, well, this is this is what I want to do. I want to have stripes. Um, 
So Saturday, sat my exam, passed first time, as I said, um, and didn't just some people, you hear some people, oh, you know, pass as a pass. But, you know, I, yeah, I, I, was passed one of them. <laughs> I passed quite well. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't super brainy, but, you know, it was enough for me to be really, really proud of. Um, and unfortunately, the force that I was in was quite small. My ability to get um, experience because it's is a board process. So you have to, you know, you have to have that experience. That's what they want before they send you off to a board. Um, I asked and I asked and I asked more and I pushed. Mm-hmm give me experience, let me try. And um, coming up to sort of October time last year, I had about four days of, of actually acting. You know, right. you don't get paid for that. Um, and they're like, okay, well, go here, go there. I'm like, well, you know, I'm on a flexi pattern. I work full time as well. Um, and it, it just, there were so many barriers put up. You know, I wasn't asking for a lot. Um, I was just asking for those opportunities to to at least be considered, and it was hard seeing being on so being on MPT people that were on territorial policing strict response with two three years experience as a PC, you know, coming out of their probation, just being given roles as acting sergeants just because they were sitting within that command, mm-hmm. and because I wasn't, um, so there was. There's a lot of process changes that I'd spoken to the force whenever I was leaving. That that's that's what they need to do, mm. change that process. Um, so that was that was this time last year, and it's actually come off my Facebook feed today of you know of of my photo with my with my number of my on my stripes. So right. this is how quickly this <laughs> my whole life has changed. Yeah, yeah incredible. And um, so as you've gone through that, as you've gone through that process, Laura, then, um, you know, obviously you were frustrated with the fact that you weren't given the opportunities. Um, so what was the tipping point and what did you start to do in terms of finding other opportunities? So it was, I'm a firm believer in things happen for a reason and stumbled across your Facebook page. Um, and I know that there's somebody else um within neighborhood policing that um that you'd spoken to <laughs> sort of the name twigged with me today um she'd also mentioned um you guys as well i think it was a couple of days after i'd find your facebook page wow. um listen to the podcasts and um, one of the first podcasts that i listened to was one that you'd done with samantha gillison um and then tom murr so they're mm-hmm. both um, through with you with me Tomer is obviously the finder of with you with me um doing amazing things um with veterans and also with the blue light um mm. community um and giving opportunities they're so passionate about finding opportunities it's potential over experiences or tagline mm-hmm. um so yeah I've dipped my toes into the tech world yeah absolutely so you also um so you joined the page, you, you obviously heard the podcast. What was the next step for you then, Laura? What did you do? So um, so following those, I went on to the With You With Me site. So what you do with, with them is you um it's it's basically free free test everything's free, but it's free testing. 
Um, so those take you through um, some written testing, um, spatial, and all of this um, weird and wonderful stuff, <laughs> testing, I suppose, I keep saying that word. Um, and that gives you a score. It gives you a baseline of who you are, uh, what your personality is like, how you learn, um, and whether you're a doer, you're creative, and there is another uh, translator. Um, mm. And actually, that then that then feeds you into different pipelines, different learning pipelines. So it might say, okay, well. Your, your brain works in such a way that you'd be quite good as a like a developer. So like, for example, Pega developer or um, Python. Um, but for me, it was cyber. And actually, it, it sat quite nicely for me because cyber it sit, it sits around security. I dipped my toes in mm. um, OSINT, so open source uh, within the police as well. And I love mm. that kind of intelligence thing as well. So... So going into a security type um, learning, um, it, it it was a lot to take. <laughs> it, yeah. was, it was lots and lots of learning. Um, and you just go through your own pace. You, you learn, there's loads of videos, there's sort of little um, tests but at, at the end. Um, so that's, that's how I began. And that was by October last year. And how did you find it? How did you find the the structure of the training and the actual process and getting through each of those those modules? If you like? it it was it was so simple, and um, I probably shouldn't say this online, but but during my lunch breaks, I was I was sitting at my desk, um, you know, with the I'm so fed up with this, but um, it, I'm like, well, I, I used to eat my lunch at my desk anyway, so um, so I'd say, you know. D- do sort of five five ten minutes of um of this free training and it was it was a really really simple process to to learn and um as i said there's lots of videos yeah um and and, and just to go through it yeah yeah and so at what point then did you feel confident enough to have enough knowledge or what was the process then in terms of finding leonardo so with um with with you with me um they have lots of jobs so it's they with your testing results you then basically get scored so a job comes up so a cybersecurity consultant came up mm. um and my percentages hit that at sort of 90 100% for some of them um so it was as simple as clicking a button <laughs> And I did. I did a little bit of a. Ah, oh, that sounds really, really interesting. The pay's quite good. Working from home, stroke hybrid working, and um, I thought, well, you know, <laughs> if I don't click this button, I'm, I'm a bit crazy. So, click the button to apply now, and um, at the latter part, sort of mid December, um, I got contacted. And I'm saying your, your profile matches really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd like you to put put you through an initial interview with us, i.e. with you with me. So that was a really simple process. And everything was done online. We're like, okay, well, we're we're happy that we're, you know, we'll we'll put you forward for interview with Leonardo. Interviewed with Leonardo, 
at the I think it was the first week in in January um and it was such a such a nice relaxed it was nearly like a conversation um none of the scary boards mm. <laughs> sort of stuff for yeah. with the police based stuff yeah yeah <laughs> obviously I'd, I'd done my I'd done my interview prep yeah um but I think because I was quite relaxed about it I didn't have everything hanging on it like sometimes you do whenever you, you board or you yeah. you know you interview for things with the police it's so yeah. you know I really I really 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 want this job I was just a little bit more relaxed going what's the worst that like what you know what's the worst that can happen mm-hmm. so so that's what I did and a couple of days later I got a phone call saying Leonardo would love to have you on board amazing and so so with you with me helped you through the process obviously trained you they helped you the process and prep to make sure you're ready for that interview with Leonardo yeah and then the conversation with oh sorry the interview so I should say but a really informal interview. Was it in front of a couple of people or how many people are on the, the the panel? And that was all done remotely as well, I take it. Yeah. 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 So there is uh there is a couple of from Leonardo and then a couple through um with you with me. So I think there was about four other people on the call. Wow. Right. Yeah. How did you feel at that point? Uh get, getting that that phone call was pretty immense. Yeah. I was like this is this is a little bit real though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, things suddenly change very dramatically, don't they? And, and yeah. um, you know, things like timeline and you know, was that was that did that conversation take place fairly quickly in terms of when can you start and 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 the salary negotiations and that sort of stuff as well? Yeah, yeah, very, 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 very quickly. Um, they because we you know in the police you your leave period runs up to you know the end of march mm-hmm. i sort of said oh you know shall i start at the first start of april i didn't know we'd we'd really like you to start a little bit sooner than that mm-hmm. <laughs> so so within uh so the so the date was set for for me to start at mid-march um wow. so it was it was really really quick i had um on my cyber pipeline i had one or two other bits of my course that i still had to finish because everything ran so quickly um so i had um a couple of lab environments to do which is um is basically if if anyone's sort of tech tech orientated it's you go into your virtual lab and and but ever the great thing with with you with me is that everything's in front of you Mm-hmm. you know and you sit and you learn and and you learn by doing as well as lab environments mm-hmm. um so I sort of had those to ply through very quickly as mm-hmm. well um obviously keeping up you know with the day job as well um so well, was, I was just about to ask about that as well so obviously this has all taken place while you're still in the job you've done your training you've done your interview you've been accepted um how how easy or difficult was it in terms of the decision to hand your notice in and move on i i didn't hesitate didn't you no wow <laughs> the, there is there is part of me that is still a little bit skeptical but the great thing about so our our so with you with me call it squads mm. um there was another three guys on my squad who'd started mid-January. Um, another girl, she started February. So these guys had kind of already begun that process. 
Um, so I, I kind of had them to lean back on a little bit as well and go, am I actually going to get paid? Am I going to have my notice in? And then this is just a, a pure, you know, thing. Yeah. So, so, so for me, the, the only thing, the only issue that I had was can I afford my mortgage payments yeah. um, and, and afford to live? But the, the police agree going on about work-life balance, but, but the ability to have that freedom um, was, the thought of it was incredible. And actually living it day to day is, is just even more so. So Mm -hmm. handing that warrant card in was, I I think I put it on my, um, on my LinkedIn post that I never realized how much of a burden carrying a card actually has. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So, um, and how, how were you treated when people knew that you were leaving? What was the general sort of, you know, were people pleased? Were there a few people saying you're mad? You know, what was the sort of general <laughs> consensus? The, what I was met with was if I were, if I had the courage to do that. So, there was there was quite a lot of people that had that thing of they're just, they're just holding on for their pension. I came out of the pension quite scheme quite a long time ago, um, so for me I didn't have that hold. Mm. But equally, I think even if I did, I would have just walked away. Um, people were happy for me. I didn't have anyone that turned around and said. Oh, you're making the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Everyone was it, it. It was that you're so brave. I, I wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was. I don't know whether this is the right forum to to kind of say it, but I I didn't even have a conversation from my inspector. I was going to ask I, exactly that. Nothing. Even even though you know it, it was a team of six PCs that he ran, he, he didn't even call me in and, and ask. My my sergeants were were great, and mm-hmm. um, both of them had one or two years more than I do, um, and, and they they were really really lovely about it. But my inspector wasn't even bothered, and and I thought actually wow. this this shows you or showed me certainly that I'm making that right decision because the force that I was in was so small that that it, it shouldn't have been that I was just a number. No way. No way. Wow. That's really surprising. And I, and like I said, I was actually going to ask exactly that, you know, the conversation that you had with your inspector. So that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and if we just go back to, to your LinkedIn post about, you know, handing your card in and how it felt, just talk us through that. I, um, I'd, I'd never been a, a LinkedIn user, and and I thought I need to start. <laughs> it's um, it it LinkedIn is a great tool, mm-hmm. um, and actually I've been really really proactive with using it, um, and you know we've we've sort of connected as well, and mm-hmm. and I've got, I've had that ability to connect with people from with you with me with Leonardo. Mm-hmm. Leonardo picked up and um, and the head of cyber during his um, his sort of monthly talk to to the whole site 
picked up that I'd he'd actually seen my LinkedIn post and, and wow. mentioned me in front of everyone. <laughs> wow! So it is a very very powerful tool, and and anyone that's listening, I I certainly encourage you to to kind of get on and and create that profile, um, and and just kind of network the. <laughs> Of it. Yeah, yeah. I was it was so lovely to connect and yeah, <clears throat> you know, I was it was it was just lovely to hear your story as well. And uh, I think I think my re- reply was straight away, I said, right, we need to get you on the podcast, you know, because it was just such a such a great success story. And yeah. um um and uh, you know, you should be really proud of the fact that you know you've done what you've done, you've made those decisions, you haven't, you know, you haven't hung around, you just <laughs> went for it and grabbed it and run with it. So, you know, that's amazing. Well done. So yeah. really, that's just fantastic. Um, something I haven't asked you is what do Leonardo do? Uh, so Leonardo are a um, sort of a global company. So they're, they're Italian based. Um, they, um, for us in the Southwest, Yeovil is a British home of helicopters. It used to be Augusta Westland. They were bought out by mm-hmm. Leonardo. Um, Leonardo have um, obviously the cyber division which I'm in they make helicopters so they've got a lot of manufacturing that they do as well Um, so they hold a lot of mods so MOD contracts um, they make a lot of things they um, it's it's all kind of kind of open there so if you you know I'm not kind of giving any any secrets it's it's all all out there you know they they work very closely they they build aircraft um so they say they they run along the same lines as BAE if anyone's familiar with BAE Mm. um so they make lots of cool stuff (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. Incredible. And um, the onboarding process, Laura, from from obviously when you left the police, and then the onboarding process that you had through with you with me and and with Leonardo. Can you just talk us through that onboarding process and the, the support that you've had? Yeah. So I had. Um, so initially, you go through um, as you called it onboarding with with you with me. So it's basically uh, a week and a half of inductions. What they um, ask of you is that you're obviously positive about what they do, and, and I am as well because without with you with me, I wouldn't have this opportunity. Mm. Um, so you then get set what they call a capstone. And capstone is basically a little task, a little project that you have to do, which showcases who you are. And for us in cyber, what we had to do is create a presentation about GDPR. So we sat, um, so all all five of us on the squad um, individually created a project um, slideshow, which then gets presented to your your client, so to speak. So so for us, it was Leonardo about GDPR. Um, I know that different squads, you know, if, if they're doing um, software development or whatever, then they have to create apps. And so mm. it's it, so your capstone is is tailored to what you know what you're going to do. Mm. Um, and it's a great way to to go. This is who I am. Um, meets you know the company. Um, so there is a couple of uh, directors that dialed into mine. Um, head of HR as well, and again, it's it's so chilled. The way you know, it's it's that <clears> nice <throat> thing. You're doing it virtually, 
um, and and they're they're really happy. All all five of us kind of went off on different tangents about GDPR because it's a massive subject. Mm. Um, but you have a lot of support as well, so you, so that you know you can call on that instructor support. For me, my instructor was in Canada. Um, so it went, meant quite a few late evening phone calls, uh, you know, 10 o'clock at night um, going, you know, is, is this OK? Um, but, but the support's brilliant. Um, it's, it, it's, it was great. And um, so a day in the life of in terms of what you currently do and, and also things like, um, you know, so you're in a hotel at the moment. So how often are you expected on site and those sort of things would be really helpful. But that first few days and and um and maybe actually we'll maybe not go through your first few days in detail. If we just talk about a day in the life of that might be a bit more helpful actually. Um so so yeah, I'm I'm sitting in a in a hotel at the minute. So I'm um at, at the minute so I'm 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 working off site. So I'm I'm doing a project for, for Leonardo, which actually I'm I'm heading up. Um so to have that trust you know we're, we're firmly embedded in Leonardo um they've they've just they've just sucked us into the you know even though we're technically contractors mm-hmm. um they've sucked us in and you know we're, we're treated like proper employees um day day in the life so mine's Mine's a little bit different to the current squads because of the projects that I'm doing. Um, so at the minute, um, my boring details of of logging on maybe at about eight o'clock um, while trying to make breakfast for the children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. them trying and, and trying to herd them out the door then and, and have that ability to take them to school, you yeah. know, and and then come back. You know, I've, I, I sort of do meetings, um, get on, I've got reports to write, um, and it's it's really lovely that, like I said, they're they've they've fully embedded us into Leonardo, mm-hmm. and they're putting that trust in and in within Leonardo. There's there's different levels of consultants, so there's graduates which sit down at the bottom. And then you, there's juniors. Then we've actually gone in at a senior level. Above senior level, you've got principal and then managing consultants. So they're they're like super duper mm-hmm. um, top top level. But we've actually come in at a senior level, and our soft skills that we've got have been recognised, which is is really 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 good because as a consultant, that's what you need. You mm-hmm. need that ability to talk to people and. Having worked with some of the juniors, you can see that they're why they're juniors, why they're not quite at that level that that maybe a senior is, and through that experience over pretend a potential over experience, you know they're they're not going okay. Well, you don't you don't have a master's. I'm like, well, you know, and it's great to have that acknowledge. Yeah, okay, I might not have a master's in computing and X Y Z. But I've got all of these skills that I've been able to to bring into the company mm-hmm. and have those recognised mm-hmm. is is just incredible. And I'll, yeah, that's I'll amazing. Have work-life balance. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to come on to that in a sec as well. But actually, you you ought to see me writing, and the, what I've written down here is the skills from policing. Um, 
So, uh, you know, obviously that, I guess it's, it's problem solving, it's building trust and relationships, it's negotiating, negotiating, influencing, it's yeah. those communication skills, that active listening skills, all those sort of things as well. It's, um, yeah. so yes, that's incredible. And it's, it's brilliant. Might say, you know, no, I don't have a master's, but what I do have is all of these soft skills that make me a really, you know, a really good asset yeah. for this organization. So that's, that's exceptional. Well done. That's brilliant. So would you have ever, you know, would you have ever expected to end up in a role like this, working for the company that you're working for? Was that ever on the horizon? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'd, I'd always craved something that, that fitted into my life. Um, and... I'd always, you know, you, you look all the time, it's as bad as looking at right move, looking at what houses are around, you know, and and thinking, well, you know, what, what can I do? And and it always came, I was never active about it, um, but I would look and go, okay, well, you know, these, these guys want, you know, Prince 2, which is project management, mm. and that costs £1,500 £1, to put yourself through. I can't mm. afford that. Mm. Um, so so for me, to be given an opportunity like this is, ju- is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I, I never thought I'd be sitting here. I thought, oh, my goodness me, it, it had that whole thing of, you know, so for so for me, you know, with nearly twenty years in, I was like, well, what am I going to do? You know, ten years is going to fly by. Am I going to end up just working in the police, just you know, and, mm. and continuing and having to run the fitness test at sixty, <laughs> which is never going to happen. <laughs> but, um, you know, I um, yeah, is some sometimes it it feels like a, a whirlwind and and it has been um but i'm 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 so grateful to you know to to you for for doing what you do and and with you with me and and leonardo as well for for looking beyond the fact that you know we don't we don't have degrees yeah yeah incredible what a story love it love it um if there's one last piece of advice, Laura, that you would give people either on the call or, you know, within the academy or obviously going to be talking, I've said we're going to put this out as a podcast episode as well, which is, which is fantastic and very well deserved. It's, um, you know, what would that last piece of advice be? Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> you can't, you can do it. There, there is life outside the police. It's, it's such a cliche, cliche saying we only have one life and, and we do, you know, suddenly you, you kind of hit, hit an age where you go what have I done with my life and you go okay well I've done some incredible things but what have I got sitting in the future for me Mm. and am I going to spend the next 10 years being really unhappy Mm. and and in a job and yeah you might take a little bit of a pay cut I haven't and I've been lucky enough to go in a little bit above my top rate PC salary Mm -hmm. There are things that you can do. Be proactive about it and have the confidence to to do it because so many people have. Don't listen to the to the haters. Yeah. <laughs> you 
you have to do it. You have to be happy. And, um, you know, if you're happy in the place, then that, that's that's great. But you have to open up opportunities for yourself as well. Network as well. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks so much. I'm going to open it up um, to, to see if anyone's got any questions at all that they'd like to ask. And uh, and then we'll we'll, uh, we'll see if there's any, how people can connect with you as well. Laura, it'll be fantastic. Yeah. Has anyone got any questions at all that they'd like to, like to ask? Hello. Hello, Andy. Hey, Stu. Hey, Stu. Hello, how are you doing? Yeah, great, great, mate. Great, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah, good. Good, thanks. Just a couple of questions. Um, yeah, I think I think it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't grab your name from the start. I missed the first couple of minutes. It's Laura. It's Laura. Uh, sorry, Laura. My apologies. Yeah, embarrassed a little. Um, yeah, so um, absolutely amazing. I mean, to have the uh, the courage and the bravery and to not listen to those negative thoughts for me is just, yeah, because the one thing that kind of sits in my mind is just uh, how... Um, you know, it, it could it could all go possibly wrong. You're walking away from you know stability, and uh, and I'm sure you know you may have had similar kind of thoughts. But one of the things that one of the things that I um, have been thinking is that how did the the training that with you with me provided how did that um, translate towards the role that you're in now? Did you feel as though you were prepared for the position that you've um, you've gone into? Yeah, absolutely. Um, consulting for for Leonardo or for with you with me it's quite a new thing um so we're the first UK squad to be embedded as as a consultant um so so for us um there was some of the cyber stuff which was nearly way above my brain level (laughs) but you know you have to you have to kind of push through it and go okay you know and you do you need an understanding of it and as long as you can grasp an understanding, you know, I'm, I, I, I was saying to you, Andy, earlier on, I'm, I, I feel as if, I feel as if I'm a professional again. Um, but I think as long as you go into it with that mentality of sucking all the information in and, and learning and, and having that attitude that you can still learn mm-hmm. um, with you, with me, um, I know that there's been loads and loads of successful people that have gone through um software development as well um and have had no skills at all and have picked it up really really quickly um so there's there's loads and loads of things that you can learn um even if you you know you just join with you with me just to just to kind of look into tech um it's it's a great thing and the thing with tech is that it's 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 needed is like policing is never going to go away it's only going to get bigger um so so definitely if you're you know for for tech roles it's 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 brilliant there's always going to be imposter syndrome and i i battle with that most days um but it's it's just something that that i'll get used to and and i think as my confidence grows as well um you just have to <laughs> Fake it till you make it sometimes. Brilliant. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Stu. Cheers. Laura, what an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing with us. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, obviously, um, your life over the last six, seven months has been something of a whirlwind um, and has probably changed beyond recognition. And I realise you're probably still spinning a bit at the minute. But out of all of that, what would you say is that is the biggest and best change in your life that's come from this? It's work-life balance. 
it is it sounds so daft you know you walk out of the door in the morning and you go I've got 10 hours in front of me and I haven't done the breakfast dishes or <laughs> put a wash on and it's not gonna get done it is, it is stupid stuff like that of going okay I'm gonna take a screen break now mm-hmm. and you know I'm, I'm gonna do the dishes or you know I'll walk the dog during um during my lunch break and um I haven't kind of got to the point where I'm I'm comfortable enough for leaving, you know, to, to maybe go to the gym. But it's it's that ability of of being treated like an adult and tr- and trusted. Um. So yeah, we're police have got nothing on work life balance. Wow. <laughs> it is incredible. You can do your dishes. There you, go. you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's brilliant. And um, yeah, I mean that that is something I hear a lot, you know, from a lot of people I talk to and, and who have moved on. It, it is understanding that you know you have got that work-life balance back. You've you've got a bit of control back and weekends and evenings and things like that. Yeah, and that has a massive knock-on effect. Yeah. You know, your own health. Um, you know, and and who you are, you you just you just get back who you are whenever you weren't in the job and and not doing late shifts and having that ability to go it's a bank holiday I'm, I'm not you know my rest days haven't been cancelled and who's going to look after the children and you know am I am I going to end up off late and it it's just yeah ha- having bank holidays off what a amazing thing it's great mm. Yeah, and are you happy to share how old your kids are and your, and your personal circumstances as well? Because that might help a few people as well, potentially. Yeah, so I, um, so my oldest daughter is ten and a half, my youngest daughter is seven and a half. Um, I am, uh, I'm divorced. I, um, although my partner lives with me, um, he's in the military, um, and he's originally from Middlesbrough, so it's, um, so the uh, you know the the sort of family th- thing you know falls on me to do mm-hmm. um you know he'll he'll sort of pick the kids up every now and again if he can but being in the military it's it's you know it's a bit like being in the police you know mm-hmm. can't rely on it um so having so so having to work in, in the police doing um full-time work shift uh, you know sh- shift work which I had to do but as, as on a flexi pattern um I didn't have um you know the days that I didn't have my children I was working 10-hour shifts to to catch that time up of, of only working eight hour shifts um so I didn't really have people go on about me me time as well I, I didn't have that um and it's it's something you you just kind of get on with um you know being a single parent I suppose so to speak it's and Mm. and being that primary carer it's a Mm. it's it's a tough thing to do um but you just I just kind of get my head down and and not being in the police anymore has given me a little bit more freedom um so so anybody anybody can do it if I can do it then then anybody else can yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that because 
that is a really important part of your story. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people who will be in a very similar situation to you and, um, um, and, you know, still be able to find a new career path and succeed and do extraordinarily well. You know, it's, uh, that's fantastic. So very well done. And it's, um, it's really inspirational. So thanks for that. Thanks for that question, John. Anyone else at all? Does anyone like to ask anything before we, uh, before we call it? Brilliant. Okay, folks. Thanks so much for your time. Laura, it's amazing to have you here. And, um, and thanks so much for sharing your story and your success story as well. And, um, um, if people want to connect with you, yeah. obviously I'm guessing LinkedIn is probably the best way of doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Laura McKeeman on, on LinkedIn. Um, I think you've, you've put my surname up on the, um, yeah. on the Facebook thing as well. So yeah. I think there's, there's probably one or two of me. <laughs> it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, obviously a Northern Irish surname. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I, my, my, my profile picture looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, please do connect. Um, I am always happy to 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 chat with anybody and and just tell them that they can do it as well. Sometimes you just need that confidence boost of going, you know, you can do it. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. You have some comments as well within the chat, and uh, uh, Julie says. Uh, thank you. For, uh, thank you for sharing this. You're beaming, which people don't do in a place. Well done. Stu, that smile just says it all. Well done, Laura. Role, amazing. <laughs> Joe, thank you, Laura. So happy for your amazing journey. So yeah, it's brilliant. Well done. Really, really pleased. It's fantastic to have you. Thank you so much. And thank you for, for giving me that opportunity. And and like I said to you on the on the phone earlier, you know, you joined the police to to help people. And I'm so passionate uh, about showing people that. You, you can't make that leap and and if I can inspire so at least one person to to go you know if if you're not happy you, you can do it then you know I've I'm I'm happy with that. Stunning. Thank you. Yeah. A massive thanks to Laura for her time and uh, for actually speaking live to Academy members. It's a bit of a bottle test for for our guests within the Academy as well. But um but it really is an amazing offering for for people in the academy and that opportunity to ask some questions and actually hear people's stories live and what we try and do as well is get the podcast guests in there as well either before or after the podcast has gone live so this is one of those opportunities and so i just wanted to give you a bit of an insight so i really hope you enjoyed it if you like what you've heard then please leave a review you can do that on spotify and uh, on apple Podcasts as well and um, if you've got any suggestions or if you think you'd be a great guest yourself then by all means get in touch and uh, be really happy to have a conversation with you definitely and talk about um, you know your own story and um, and help you to inspire others as well yeah don't forget if you need uh, more information you can go to bluelightlivers.com you can find all the information there loads of freebies and uh, there's more information about the academy there as well so it'd be great to see you within the academy uh, thanks so much for listening. It really does mean a huge amount to me. And, um, you know, don't forget to share this with your friends as well. And um, you know, really look forward to seeing you in the Academy. And if not, we shall see you on the next episode. Take care. Bye for now.